Good morning, sir. Thank you for being with us. Yeah. Praise God. Good morning, everybody on Facebook. Thank you for joining us this morning. And everyone around the world, thank you. Good morning on Facebook. Thank you for joining us this morning. And everyone around the world, we welcome you here to beautiful South Orange County. The weather's nice, isn't it? Um, so thank you for turning into our service. We love you and appreciate you, and uh, we support you in your life and endeavors. Amen. Can we all open in a word of prayer? Heavenly Father, we thank you. Where two or three agree on anything, it shall be done for them. And where two or three are gathered, you're here in our midst. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for dwelling amongst the candlestick, the church, as you said in the book of Revelation. And I ask, Lord, since we know you're alive today, that you do that which you did on the earth before the cross here today in this service. I thank you, Lord, for miracles, signs, and wonders that go forth through the preaching of your word. Holy Spirit, have free course in this place. Give a fresh touch and a fresh anointing to anyone who'll receive it here today, who'll reach out with their arm of faith, that force of faith that's been given them, and grab hold of everything you have for us here in this service today. Say it with me, I have eyes to see, and ears to hear. I heed the word of God, and receive what it says, and therefore, it manifests in my life. Say, I'm a miracle believer. I believe in Jesus, the miracle worker, the head of the church. Have free course in here. Amen. Well, we're in agreement then. Praise God. Do you feel his presence? Amen, amen. Oh, Lord, we receive a fresh touch, a holy anointing. Holy Spirit, fresh touch, fresh, 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 fresh this new year. Give everybody a new purpose, a new vision, a new reason to wake up excited every morning in your presence, in which is fullness of joy. I thank you, Lord, for a fresh excitement into the body of Christ this year. Hallelujah. Waking up every morning blessed and excited for the day ahead. Because you do new things every morning. Oh, we just worship you. Thank you, Lord. Just raise your hand and just give him some praises. He is here. If you need anything, just receive it right now through faith. Amen. Be a done according to your faith. Amen. If you need healing in your body, you take it this morning. Say, I'm the healed in Christ. I live in divine health. My life is marked by health through his blood. Lord, touch me today. I receive your fresh touch in every single way. Glory, glory, glory. There it is. Amen. Praise God forevermore. Well, the Holy Spirit's here in our midst. Amen. <laughs> we like to give you an opportunity to give before we get into the Word. Is that okay with everybody? Uh, Luke 6.38 says, Give, and it will be given to you. Words in red wind, the words of Jesus. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Well, it's the season for that. Amen. Will be put into your bosom. 
For with the same measure that you use, it will, Jesus said, be measured back to you. Amen. So, Lord, just speak to all of us here today on what to give, what our part is in this offering, and we just bless you with it, Lord. A holy sacrifice we lift up to you that's well-pleasing in your sight, the Bible says. We thank you, Lord, for more to give, more to bless others with, and more to be a blessing to all those around us in our lives. We thank you, Lord, that the blessing overflows from us, through us, and that the windows of heaven are open to us, the tither and the giver, in your body, in your church, in you that we have the same promises you have, Lord Jesus, that we are joint heirs with you and have access to everything you have through blood covenant. We give you all the praises that we are sealed, signed, and delivered in the blood. Hallelujah. All we have comes through his blood. Thank you, Lord, for it. If you agree with that, say amen. 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 Well, thanks for being with us today. Welcome. Hi, everyone. Bright, smiling, shiny faces. Glory to God. Everyone's smiling. Glory to God. It's just that, that, that year, huh? Uh, I hope you're smiling online, too. We bless you. Smile with us. Amen. <laughs> Laughter doeth good like a medicine. Amen. So if you need us a medicine, just start laughing. Amen. You know, doctors have proven that a fake laugh is just as good as a real laugh. Amen. But it releases the same amount of endorphins as a real laugh does. So if you just start laughing, the Lord will take over and meet you. Amen. And uh, you'll get blessed. Amen. Uh, Laughter doeth good like a medicine, the wisest, richest man once said. So praise God, that's still true today. Amen. His word is eternal. I'd like to talk this morning on tongues. Um, the gift and the gateway into the supernatural. You know, we talked uh, last week on 1 Corinthians 12. If you'd like to turn there with me, 1 Corinthians 12. We talked on the gifts. We touched on the gifts. Amen. Amen. And if you'll look at the book of Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 12, chapter 12, chapter 13, and chapter 14. Chapter 12 is on the gifts of the Spirit. Amen. Amen. Chapter 13 is on love. Chapter 14 is on order. So say this with me, the gifts of the Spirit function through love, through order. Say it again, the gifts of the Spirit function through love, through order. Amen. That's how Paul and God set this up right here. Amen. So to flow in the gifts, you have to be a lover. Amen. And to flow in the gifts, there has to be order. Amen. In the church. But I want to especially hit on tongues today. And I know this message is for somebody. Man, I have been blessed this week praying in the Spirit like no other. It will take you to the other side. Amen? You'll see things you've never seen before. Amen? I have been souped up praying in tongues this week. And it's just a a blessing. We're in a new day, folks. Amen? Amen? Praise God. So I'd like to start in 1 Corinthians chapter 13 here on love first. Since we ended in chapter 12 last week. And uh, 13.1 says, though I speak... Sorry, just back up one verse there. The end of chapter 12 and 31. I just want to read that last verse. But earnestly desire the best gifts. So we're supposed to earnestly desire the gifts. Amen? It should be our earnest desire for all the gifts of the Holy Spirit. All nine of them. Amen? And since the Holy Spirit's in us, we should flow through every one. Amen? Amen? We should flow in all nine gifts. Amen? I know I have flown uh, in all nine gifts before, amen, as he wills. But we should have, we have access to everyone, amen? Say, the Holy Spirit's in me. 
The gift giver and the gift operator lives in me. So therefore we have access to all nine of them, don't we? Amen? It's just like the nine fruits of the Holy Spirit. You'd say you've become those, right? Well, he's in there. Amen? And so are his gifts. So, But earnestly desire the best gifts. And yet I show you a more excellent way. Though I speak with the tongues of men and angels. Again, this service is tapping on tongues, the gateway into the supernatural. Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels. Get that. They're tongues of men and of angels. So angels of heaven understand your prayer language. But one benefit of that is angels of darkness do not. Amen. The devil doesn't know what you're saying when you pray in tongues. Amen. So he can't stop it from coming to pass. Amen. Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, how many people know that Satan is a fallen angel? He, his name was changed from Lucifer, then he fell, and his name was changed to Satan. Amen? So he's a fallen servant of man. Amen? He's lost position. So he's way, way, way under your feet. Amen? And the ministering angels sent to minister you, those big ones, at least 10 feet tall, that took out 186,000 men in the Old Testament? Now they're for you. Amen? And they're assigned to you to work for you, amen? To minister for you, amen? Uh, so you're way above Satan, amen? Oh, yeah, he's a- yeah. You have angels surrounding you that have not fallen from grace that still perform the word of God to this day, amen? And they're an innumerable company of angels, Paul amen. said, around us right now this minute, amen? And the more you pray in tongues, you may even see them, amen? Into the spirit land, amen? Into the spiritual realm that created everything we see anyway, in the natural, amen? So Lord of hosts, angels, same thing. Amen. Lord of Sabaoth, the host of armies, the angels of army, uh, the angels of heaven. Amen. The army of heaven. Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I am become sounding brass or a clanging cymbal. So for the gifts to function properly and for your prayer life to be effective, you have to stand in your in your royal commandment of love for that to work. Amen. So love precedes the gifts. Amen. Love operates and functions the gifts. Amen. You have to stay in love for the gifts to flow freely through you. Amen. Say, I stay in love. I follow my commandment. And the gifts operate freely in my life. The Holy Spirit has free course to work through me as I stand in my commandment of love. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains but have not love, I am nothing. Arguably the greatest Christian who ever lived wrote this. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned but have not love, it profits me nothing. Love suffers long and is kind. Love does not envy. Love does not parade itself, is not puffed up, does not, in another verse says, knowledge puffeth up, but love edifies and builds up, does not behave rudely, does not seek its own. Get that in your spirit. Love, God, the same agape love that's in you and me that we're born after, in the same exact image and likeness, does not seek its own, is not provoked. (laughs) It has mastery over the flesh. Love conquers the flesh. It's not provoked. It thinks no evil. Love has dictation and authority over your mind. It thinks no evil. Actually, thoughts of love are now proven to restore brain function. Amen? Your brain was wired for love. Amen? And when you think loving thoughts, your brain is functioning at its optimal capacity. Amen? 
Brain surgeon scientists have not proven that. Praise God. Whereas thoughts of fear actually destroy the brain, but thoughts of love renew the mind. Amen? Praise God. The brain. Renew the brain. Does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth. Say, I rejoice in the truth this morning. <laughs> bears all things. Love bears all things. Not you and me. No, no, no. The, the love of God in us bears all things. Not by power and might, but by my spirit, saith the Lord. Amen? Amen? His love in us bears all things. Not by flesh, lest any man should boast. Believes all things. Say, love believes all things. So faith functions through love, we see here again. Believes all things. Hopes all things. Hopes all things. Love hopes all things. Amen? Endures all things. Say, love endures all things. Well, of course it does, because we're still here, aren't we? <laughs> and we're standing pretty strong, aren't we? Amen. We've endured all things through what? Through love. Amen? Through the agape love that's in us. That's the reason we've endured all things. Through the love of God that's been shed abroad in our hearts through the Holy Ghost. Amen? Say thank God for the Holy Ghost. <laughs> Verse 8 says, love never fails. That's the one thing in the Bible that will never fail. It's who God is. So if you're functioning in love, if you have a decision of love over or non-love, love will never fail you. Amen? That decision will never fail you. But whether there are prophecies, they will fail. Whether there are tongues, they will cease. So praying in tongues will come to an end, it says. Whether there is knowledge, it will vanish away. For we know in part and we prophesy in part. But that which is perfect, when that has perfect, which is... But when that which is perfect has come, and I'm reading the New King James. This isn't even old English. <laughs> but when that which is perfect has come, then that which is in part will be done away. Jesus is perfect. Amen. When he comes again. When I was a child, I spoke as a child, and I understood as a child, and I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. Paul put these things away. For now we see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face. Oh, what a glorious day to see your Lord face to face. Amen. Now I know in part, but then I shall know just as I also am known. Get that in your spirit that you are well known and fully known by God, the creator of the universe. Then I shall know him just as I also am known by him. And now abide faith, hope, love, these three. But the greatest of these is love. Say, the greatest gift is love. Say, the greatest fruit is love. And now on to chapter 14. Pursue love. Pursue love. Amen? Pursue it. Chase after it. And desire. Desire. Say, desire. See, there's nothing wrong with your desires. Amen? Desires is of the Holy Ghost if they're authored through the Word of God. Amen? Desire spiritual gifts. So this ought to be our desire, amen? Is the nine gifts of the Holy Spirit. Spiritual gifts should be our, di our daily desire. You know, gifts just flow through me, work through me today, amen? This is the desire of my heart. But especially that you may prophesy. For he who speaks in a tongue, and Paul is not putting down tongues in this chapter, amen? There's no uh, putting down of any of the gifts, amen? Uh, uh, more uh, uh, uplifting of the gifts. Sorry for those on Facebook. That was all of my youngest daughter. We're back. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> yes, we're recording the service on my wife's phone on a stand. Amen. And it just got knocked over by our youngest. Amen. Uh, for, for he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men, but to God. 
Now just get that. He who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men, but to God. So you're not even, you know, praying in your own known language. Not even, you know, you can't even understand it. You're speaking to God, amen? And he understands it and comprehends it perfectly. And so do angels because they're the tongues of men and angels, amen? For he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men, but to God, for no one understands him. However, in the spirit, get that, in the spirit he speaks mysteries. That's why I said the devil can't understand it. They're mysteries, amen? And only God can understand them, amen? amen. And apparently angels too, because they're their tongues as well. In the spirit he speaks mysteries. But he who prophesies speaks edification. So the three, uh, any prophet's office who operates a lot in the gift of prophecy will have all three of these areas covered in their ministry. Edification, that's to build up. Exhortation, that means to encourage. And to comfort to all men. So prophecy always will accomplish those three things if it's true prophecy of the Holy Ghost and not of someone's flesh or soul. Amen? It will always build you up, it will always encourage you, and it will always comfort you. You know, many people called Billy Graham an evangelist, and he was not an evangelist, even though he got millions saved and led to the Lord. An evangelist we see in the New Testament was Philip the Evangelist. That's the only reference we have to an evangelist, the office of an evangelist in the New Testament. And healings and, and miracles were part of the evangelist ministry. If you want to see a true evangelist, you can look at Oral Roberts, who the Lord raised up the same time as he raised up Billy Graham. Billy Graham was a prophet. The Lord raised up Billy Graham as a prophet. His ministry, every time I heard and watched Billy Graham, I was edified, I was encouraged, and I was comforted. Amen. Billy Graham was a true prophet. Amen. Oral Roberts is a tr was a true evangelist. And they both were raised up by the Lord at the same time. Different offices. Amen. Praise God forevermore. He who speaks in a tongue edifies himself. That word edify again means to build up or to charge up like a battery. He who speaks in an unknown tongue builds himself up. So which means every time I pray in tongues, I'm building up my inner man. Amen? Amen. That's going to spill over to my mind. That's going to spill over to my flesh. I'm three parts. Tongue touches all three. Amen? You will be built up. He who speaks in an unknown tongue builds himself up, but he who prophesies edifies the church or builds the church up. Amen? Paul, verse 5, I wish. So this is Paul's wish to the Corinthian church, but it's God's wish to the whole church. Amen? Because the Holy Spirit and Paul inspired Paul to write this to the whole church. Amen? So God himself wishes that you all speak with tongues. Amen? Amen? It's not a special gift given to a select few. Amen. It's a free gift given to the entire body of Christ. Amen? Paul says, I wish you all spoke with tongues. But even more that you prophesied. So if that's God's will, it should be our earnest desire to desire deeply for the gift of prophecy. Amen? That edifies, encourages, and comforts all men. Praise God? Amen. Say prophecy. The gift of prophecy is my earnest desire today. And I expect to operate in it in this new year like never before. Hey, amen. Praise God forevermore. 
I wish you all spoke in tongues, but even more that you prophesied, for he who prophesies is greater than he who speaks with tongues. And again, this is in the church setting, not in your own private life. Amen. This is when you come together in order. Amen. And in love. Who speaks in, for he who prophesies is greater than he who speaks with tongues, unless indeed he interprets that the church may receive edification. I told you that story before that I was awoken at 2 a.m. by all of praying in tongues when she was two years old. And immediately I woke up with the interpretation in my spirit. Another gift of the Holy Spirit is interpretation. And it said, she said, uh, God said through Olive, I am the righteousness. I am the righteousness of God in Christ. And that ministered to me. Amen. Amen. And that edified me and encouraged me and built me up at 2 a.m. The gift of the Holy Spirit functioning freely through my daughter. Amen. If you make a place for the Holy Spirit in your home, he'll come into it. Amen. He's a perfect gentleman. He won't invade any house. He's not welcomed in. Amen. But if you welcome him in, he'll come in. And he'll live and abide in your midst. Amen. And what a precious gift to have God, the Holy Spirit, living in your home rent free. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> and he doesn't charge us to live there either. What a deal. Amen. <laughs> Unless indeed he interprets that the church may receive edification, building up. Amen? So I pray in a tongue and I expect one of you to interpret it. Amen? Because the Holy Spirit's free in this place. Amen? Or he'll give me the interpretation, but someone's going to have the interpretation to build us up. Amen? I'm just tempted to go there right now and exercise that gift and see who's brave enough to actually give the interpretation to step out in faith and just flow with the Holy Ghost. Amen. Verse 6. Let's move on for now. Just get ready. <laughs> Amen. Say I'm supposed to say I'm designed to flow with the Holy Ghost. But now brethren and sistren if I come to you speaking with tongues, da -da -ba -ba -da -da -ba. so if I walked in this service and just da -da -ba -da -da -ba, didn't say one word in English, but I just greeted everyone in tongues, da -da -ba -da 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 -ba -da -da -ba. you'd have no idea what I'm saying, right? That's what he's saying. If I come to you speaking with tongues, what shall I profit you unless I speak to you either by revelation, by knowledge, and notice tongues uh, stirs these things up as well. Revelation by knowledge, by prophesying, or by teaching. Means, it, meaning it needs to be converted into English or your language to, for you to understand it and to receive edification. Amen? So you're going to need the interpretation. But now, brethren, if I come to you speaking with tongues, what shall I profit you unless I speak to you either by revelation, by knowledge, by prophesying, or by teaching? And um, I would say that praying in tongues stirs up all of those things. Revelation, knowledge, prophecy, and teaching. Even things without life, whether flute or harp, when they make a sound, unless they make a distinction in the sounds, how will it be known what is piped or played? Amen? For if the trumpet makes an uncertain sound, who will prepare for battle? It's got to be the right tone for people to understand it, for the armies to understand it, and go to war. Amen? So likewise you, say me, unless you utter by the tongue words easy to understand in the church service, in the church setting, how will it be known what is spoken? 
for you will be speaking into the air. There are, it may be, so many kinds of languages in the world, and none of them is without significance. Therefore, so no tongue, whenever you decide to pray in tongue, tongues, it is without insignificance. Amen? It is always significant to the Lord. Therefore, if I do not know the meaning of the language, I shall be a foreigner to him who speaks, and he who speaks will be a foreigner to me. Even so you, since you are zealous, oh, here's your verse, here's our verse, even so you, say me, me. since I am zealous for spiritual gifts. So say, I'm zealous for spiritual gifts. Uh, Another verse says, it's always a good thing to be zealous for good things. Amen? It's always a good thing to be zealous for good things. And Paul says to us today, I know you're zealous for spiritual gifts, eager for spiritual gifts. So let it be for the edification of the church that you seek to excel. That word excel, we get our word excellence from. Amen? To excel, to be excellent in. Let it be for the edification of the church for the benefit of others that you seek to excel. So everything in you, you do in this life should be the aim of your intent should be for the benefit of others, not yourself. Amen? It should be for the building up of others, not yourself. I mean, God gave us the gift of praying in tongues to edify ourselves so that we can actually edify others. So, of course, it starts with us, but it's not never supposed to end with us. We're not supposed to put personal growth and development first just so we can die happy. We're supposed to put it first for the benefit of others. Amen? So he says, in all these things, seek that you may excel for the edification, for the building up of others. Amen? So everything we do in our life, all our excellence, all our excelling, should be for the sole purpose of benefiting others, not just ourselves. Amen? The reason I study, the reason I put personal growth and development first is not just for me. It's for other people. Amen? It's for you. Praise God. Therefore, let him who speaks in a tongue pray that he may interpret. So when I pray at home in a tongue, Lord, I want interpretation of this tongue, Holy Spirit. Please give me the interpretation. And he will. Amen? Ask and you shall receive, Jesus said. Sometimes I'm praying in the Spirit, and then I'll pray it out in English. And that's the gift of interpretation. Amen? If you have a problem just speaking in tongues, start singing in tongues. Amen? That's how I started, and it just came easy that way. With a guitar at home. Amen? For if I pray in a tongue, we're on verse 14, chapter 1 Corinthians 14, 14. For if I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays. Get that. Amen? Whenever you pray in a tongue, the real you prays. Amen? And if you'd like to turn and hold your place there to 1 Thessalonians 5.23. He said, whenever I pray in a tongue, my spirit's the one who's praying. 1 Thessalonians 5.23 says, Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely and may your whole spirit, so your three parts, your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. So say, I am a spirit and I have a soul and I'm housed in a body. So you're first and foremost a spirit. Amen. 
You are not your soul, your mind, will, and emotions. You have a soul. Your spirit possesses your soul. At least you're supposed to possess your soul. Amen? Amen. And your soul and your spirit are housed in your body. And when you leave your earth suit, your body, you're taking your soul with your spirit to heaven. Amen? Your soul's coming with you. Which is why we're instructed so much to be renewed in the spirit of our mind. That's our soul man. Amen? Because we're taking our souls with us to heaven. And either it's going to bless people up there, or we're going to have to have some additional training up there to get to bless others up there as well. Amen? Because most likely what you've been doing down here, you're going to be doing up there in a greater degree. Amen? So get ready. I mean, if Jesus was a carpenter down here, he's probably building houses up there. He's the one that said, you have many mansions. Amen? He may be the master craftsman who's actually built those. Amen? With his own two hands. Yes, Jesus has a, a body in heaven. Amen? There's a man in heaven right now, in the Godhead, in a glorified body, who can still work with his hands. Nah. Amen? That's why Paul tells us throughout Thessalonians, be quiet, do your own work, and work quietly with your own two hands. Amen? Because you're going to be working with them in heaven. And most likely the work the Lord gives you down here is going to be your work up there. So perfect it down here. Amen? Doesn't that make sense? And now back to 1 Corinthians. Praise God forevermore. So again, say it with me. I am a spirit who has a soul who lives in a body. Amen. So when you pray in the unknown tongue, your spirit prays. Verse 14. Your real man. The real you is praying when you pray in tongues. But my understanding is unfruitful. And then Paul said in Romans, the carnal mind is enmity against God. And Proverbs 3, 5 says, lean not on your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge me and I shall direct your path. Verse 15 says, what is the conclusion then? I will pray with the Spirit, and I will also pray with the understanding. Amen. Say, I pray in the Spirit, I pray in the Spirit. and I also pray, with understanding. I also pray with understanding. So you're supposed to pray both ways, Amen. As I pray in the Spirit, the Holy Spirit gives me understanding, and then I start praying out in English. Amen? Because that's my native language. It may be different for you around the world. He'll give you your language. Amen? So I'm praying for others. If someone has a prayer request, I never start praying in the natural with my own understanding. Even though they ask me to pray for them on a specific thing, I'll inquire of the Holy Ghost first, or of the Lord, praying in unknown tongues, and He'll bring interpretation and revelation and knowledge and teaching, even if it's needed, through me praying in spirits on how to pray for that person. Amen? And that's what gets the job done. Amen? Because the Holy Spirit knows how to make intercession and pray through us. Amen? And give us the revelation and understanding into their circumstance. They may think their situation was caused by something else. Amen? But the Holy Spirit knows the truth, and the truth shall set them free. Amen? And if you're an intercessor, and if you're a prayer warrior, and if you're open to the Holy Spirit and praying in tongues, the Lord will show you things to come as well. Not only into your life, but in the lives of others. Amen? And you can prevent great danger and great catastrophe and accidents by praying in tongues over the lives of others. Amen? Praise God that you're open to pray in tongues. Amen? That He'll show you things to come as you pray in tongues. Amen? You may have an unction as you're praying in tongues to call brother or sister so-and-ho and say, I had a feeling that you were going down to San Diego today and I just feel like you shouldn't go. And they'd be like, well, yeah, I was planning a trip on into San Diego. I will definitely pray about that and take that into consideration. Amen? 
and you can stop an accident or a tragedy from happening just by being open to the Holy Ghost and praying in tongues. Amen? Because it edifies, encourages, and comforts all men. Praise God. Amen? Amen. For the gift of speaking in other tongues. Amen? That is promised to everyone in the church. So it's your spirit that prayeth. And verse 15 says, I will pray in the spirit, and I'll also pray with understanding. I will sing with the spirit, and I will also sing with understanding. The best songs come out of praying and singing in the Holy Ghost. Amen? And the Lord interprets them into the native language which you are, and you write beautiful lyrics sent from heaven. Amen? Not from earth. Otherwise, if you bless with the Spirit, how will he who occupies the place of the uninformed say amen at your giving of thanks? You have no idea what I'm saying. Since he does not understand what you say. For you indeed give thanks well, but the other is not edified when you're just speaking it out in tongues. I thank my God, Paul the Apostle, again, arguably the greatest Christian who's ever lived, says, I thank my God, I speak with tongues more than you all. Now, that's a bold statement. But he wrote two-thirds of the New Testament. And he operated in the spirit of wisdom and revelation throughout his entire ministry. And he got the job done. He finished his course. And he says here, I pray in tongues more than you all. That means 24-7 in my opinion. That's a bold statement to say to an entire church that I pray in tongues more than you all. Well, that's a lot of praying in tongues. How many of you would like to be like Paul? I know I would. Well, I'm going to start praying in tongues. Amen? And he said more than you all. Wow. Yet in the church, see that? So there's a separation from his private life, praying in tongues more than everyone. Yet in the church... I would rather speak five words with my understanding that I may teach others also than 10,000 words in a tongue. Let there be order in the church and understanding. Amen? Brethren, verse 20, and sistren, do not be children in understanding. However, in malice be babes, but in understanding be mature. And I would argue that understanding also comes through praying in tongues. In the law it is written, with men of other tongues and other lips, I will speak to this people. And yet for all that, they will not hear me, says the Lord. Verse 22, therefore tongues are for a sign, not to those who believe, but to unbelievers. But prophesying is not for unbelievers, but for those who believe. Again, in the church, it builds up. Therefore, if the whole church comes together in one place and all speak with tongues, and there come in those who are uninformed or unbelievers, will they not say that you all are out of your mind? <laughs> Just think about that. We have a whole service praying in tongues and an unbeliever. So Paul says unbelievers are supposed to come to church, that you're supposed to bring unbelievers to church. They're supposed to be in our midst. Amen. Will they not think you're mad? <laughs> But if all prophesy in English or in their native language that, that they can understand. But if all prophesy and an unbeliever and an uninformed person comes in, he is convinced by all and he is convicted by all. And thus the secrets of his heart are revealed. And this is what's supposed to happen in church. And so falling down on his face, he will worship God and report that God is truly among you. Why? Because the gift of prophecy in his operation. Tongues and interpretation or the straight gift of prophecy is working in the church. 
And that unbeliever falls down on his face and worships God because the secrets of his heart are made manifest. How did you know that? That only God could know that. That's what the gift of prophecy can do to the unbeliever as well. Amen. Amen. It'll expose their secrets, but it'll edify you, the believer, and comfort and encourage you. How is it then, brethren, whenever you come together, each of you has a psalm, has a teaching, has a tongue, has a revelation, has an interpretation. Let all things, so these things are supposed to be happening in the church. Amen? The Holy Spirit is supposed to be given free course amongst its members. Amen? Whenever you come together, each of you has a psalm, a teaching, a tongue, a revelation. Well, I, I would encourage you, you got to be built up in tongues before you even come to the service then. So you come in with these things to offer freely to others for the edification of all men. Amen? For the edification of your brothers and sisters. You ought to be prayed up before you enter into the household of God. Amen? Because say, I'm a minister. You're each a minister. Amen? In the household of faith. Amen? You're a minister. Amen? So you ought to be prayed up when you come to church ready to minister. Amen? You receive, and you're also spreading a blessing. Amen? Glory to God. So this is commonplace in the church of Corinth. You all come with a psalm, a teaching, a tongue, a revelation, and an interpretation. But let all things be done for edification. Let all things be done for edification. If anyone speaks in a tongue, let there be two or three at the most. See, here's order. Here's order. Amen. Let there be two or three at the most, each in turn, and let one interpret. So someone gives the tongue, and the other person interprets that tongue. Amen? But if there is no interpreter, let him keep silent in the church. Amen? And let him speak to himself and to God in unknown tongues. Again, we said whenever you pray in a tongue, you're praying to God. Let two or three prophets speak. There ought to be prophets in the church sitting here right now today. Amen? 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 <laughs> Church is a place for building up ministers. Yes. We're all disciples. Church was designed to build ministers. Amen? Not just to receive, but to change lives. Amen? To actually move and do something with what He freely gives us here. Amen? And to take it to others. Amen? For the edification of all men. To the building up of the saints. Amen? He's coming back from a glorious church and he's going to need every member in the body of Christ to be glorified through the other members. Amen? He's going to need you. Amen? To do your part. Amen? To be so prayed up that the Holy Spirit can freely flow through you to bless others. Amen? Whenever you're around them. Paul prayed more than anyone in his quiet time. And he was always available. Praying in tongues makes you available for the Lord to use. Amen? Carnal Christians aren't available. They're about their own business. Praying in tongues will make you available. Amen? For the Holy Spirit to use when He wants to use you. Say, I'm ready. <laughs> Flow through me, Holy Ghost. This year like never before. Say, I endeavor to draw close to you, Holy Spirit, like never before. Amen. Amen. That is my prayer this year. 
Let two or three prophets, and we're wrapping up verse 29. Let two or three prophets, so there ought to be at least two or three prophets in the midst. Speak, and let the others judge. But if anything is revealed to another who sits by, let the first keep silent. Again, here's order and restraint. For you can all prophesy. What's that verse? What do you say? For you can all, say we can all, prophesy one by one. Well, how has that not been taught? It's not a special gift for someone. He's not holding back. Amen? Again, the Holy Spirit, the gift giver, who has all nine gifts, is in you now. Amen? Paul says you can all prophesy one by one. Say, I receive that. Say, I can prophesy. Because the Bible said I could. That all may learn and all may be encouraged. There's that word all again. Amen? One body. Not one person left out. He says, I wish you all pray in tongues and that you all be edified and encouraged. And that you all prophesy. Praise God. That all may learn and all may be encouraged. And get this, verse 32. And the spirits of the prophets are subject to the prophets. Man, I used to wonder what that meant. What the heck does that mean? It means you're in charge of the anointing. You are supposed to use discretion on when to move with the Holy Ghost. And if it's going to cause confusion, don't do it. But if it's done in order, and the Holy Spirit says, go ahead, well, guess what? You're up to bat, amen? Amen. In order. The anointing subject to you. You control the anointing now. You're in charge of it. And that is a great responsibility. To be skillful in the anointing. To know how to flow in the anointing. To know when it's your turn and when it's not your turn to speak in church. Amen? Let everything be done to the edification of all. So I don't want to come to church and say one word out of my own accord for my own benefit. I want to come to church for the benefit of all and to build each other up. Amen? I'm here for you. And you're here for me. And we're here for each other. One family. Amen? This is what the church is supposed to be. A family. Amen? Ministering to one another. Building each other up. Not tearing each other down. You're supposed to come to church to edify and lift each other up. Amen? And if you're tearing each other down, you're not, you haven't prayed in tongues. Because you're not in that secret place. Because God only builds up and edifies in the secret place. He don't tear down anyone, ever. He'll never have a cross word against you. He'll only build you up. Anytime I hear his word, I'm built up, I'm not torn down. Anytime anyone hears your words, they should be built up and not torn down. If you're leaving people uh, with less than when you came in, you're not prayed up enough. Amen? Say, I'm an edifier, and my job through the word is to edify. So you build yourself up like Paul does in private to build up others in public. What you do in private will be exposed in public. 
If you're a prey warrior at home, you're going to be a blessing at church. Amen? And if you're not, it's going to tell. Amen? So we come to, per to church together for the sole purpose of building each other up. Amen? Amen. And it's not just my job. And it's, it's not just your job. It's everybody's job. Amen? Amen? And everybody has their place in the body of Christ. Amen. Praise God forevermore. There ought not to be those just those two or three people who are encouraging in the church. Who, uh, When I get around them, I'm always blessed. Well, that ought to be everyone. Amen? Amen? When I get around this person, I seek to be around them because I always leave blessed. I always leave encouraged and upbuilt and built up. Amen? And motivated. Yes. Every one of us should be like that. Because we're prayed up just like Paul, who prayed in tongues more than the whole church. Wow. <laughs> Is anyone getting something from this message? A word of exhortation to the body of Christ. Amen. Now you can either receive this message or dismiss it. But if you dismiss it, uh, you ain't going to be blessing too many folks. Amen. And no one ain't going to be around you. Amen. But if you'll hear it today and say, hey, I'm a blessing to others, and I endeavor to be more of a blessing to others, when I get around people, I'll always give them a word of hope, a word of encouragement, a word of love, a touch of love, a hand, a helping hand, and not tear them down. I refuse to have guile in my, in my mouth. I refuse to tear down others with my tongue, the most violent weapon on earth. I refuse. And I will build each other up every time I'm around my family. Amen? I will never give a con condemning word or a word of judgment to anyone. I'm here to uplift others for 120 years. Amen? Every word that proceeds out of my lips will be to the edification of others. Amen? If you make that your declaration, the Holy Spirit will assist you, empower you, and back you up for your entire life. Amen? Because you can do nothing without Him. But if anything is revealed to another who sits by... Sorry, let's back up to verse 28. But if there is no interpreter, let him keep silent in the church... Yeah, we'll just start there. And let him speak to himself and to God in tongues. Now that I'm under your breath, that I'm waiting on my turn. My turn to speak. My turn to give that interpretation. Is that my part right now to give the interpretation? Or does somebody else have that interpretation, Lord? Sensitive to the Holy Ghost. Praying in the tongue under your breath. Waiting on the Holy Spirit. Always being ready to be used by the Holy Ghost. To what? To minister, which is service. To build each other up. Let first keep silent. For you can all prophesy one by one. That all may learn and all may be encouraged. And the spirits of the prophets are subject to the prophets. For God is not the author of confusion, but of peace. So a church ought to be a place of peace. You ought to leave there refreshed in peace, not discouraged and confused. Amen? He's not the author of confusion, but of peace. And the number one way, the number one gateway to confusion is strife, the Bible says. If there's strife and dissension and offenses in the church, there's confusion in every evil work in that place. If there's strife in the home, there's confusion there. The house, the family does not know where it's headed. Strife is the gateway to confusion. If you say, I've been confused lately in my mind, you may want to check up on strife in your life and get it out of your life, amen? And turn to life and not to strife. Amen. Strife is the author of confusion. 
So you ought to come to church and you ought to enter a family and live in a home where strife is not present and there's no confusion of any kind, just peace. Amen. Peace in your houses, peace in your business, with your employees and your employers. No strife. Strife is a killer and it will kill you and the lives of those around you. And confusion comes in through strife. For God is not the author of confusion or of strife, but of peace. And in all the churches of the saints. In all the churches of the saints. And we have a great promise to every church ever established. That the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. So strife and offenses and confusion will not prevail against the church. Amen. As in all the churches of the saints... In verse 34, let your women keep silent in the churches, for they are not permitted to speak. Well, that doesn't mean you come in and don't say a single word if you're a woman. No, it means just don't disrupt the service by talking when the Lord's talking. He just seems to know here that women may talk a little more than men, so he addresses women here in the church. Again, we're looking in a church setting, amen? It says, let your women, again, that's the church in your body, Keep silent in the churches. Don't gossip. Don't blab. Amen. But come in with words of edification. For they are not to speak, uh, permitted to speak, but they are to be submissive as the law also says. Submissive to who? Submissive to the Holy Spirit who wants to use them. And if you're talking about your own business, you're not attending to the business of others for edification. You're attending, you're coming in with your personal issues your personal needs and desires and you're extracting things from others instead of prepared to give things to others and those that, that separate there's two different types of people those who take and those who create amen well i want to be a creator how about you amen and if you give to others you'll receive from others if you sow you'll reap because what you sow you'll reap so if I need personal help, I'm going to offer personal help. Amen? I'm going to, I'm going to stay on that, that blessing side of just continually to live my life for others, to just keep on blessing others. Amen? People will know a selfish person. It drains them of energy. Amen? When you leave someone's presence, you're either drained, strained, or encouraged and built up. And you know the difference, don't you? Paul is saying he wants everybody to be on the encouraging side of things, on the blessing side of things. Amen? Praise God forevermore. You receive help in your time of need from the Lord. And you give that grace freely to others, the grace you receive. Amen? Say, I have a personal relationship with Christ. The grace he gives me freely I freely give to others. Say, I'm a blessing agent, not a taxing agent. Say, I come to church to hear, to be edified, and to bless others. Amen. That's how God set it up for us. Amen. And if they want to learn something, verse 35, the women in the church... Apparently, they're all supposed to be married. 
even though, I received that. Uh, <laughs> even though Paul even said, I wish you all were like me, single. Well, he says right here, and if they want to learn something, he's talking to the women in the church, they, the women in the church, and if they want to learn something, let, their, let them ask their own husbands at home. Wow. Well, that's a promise of marriage right there, ain't it? Let them ask their own husbands at home. And I would, I would argue if they're asking too many questions and talking too much in the church, they don't have a husband to ask at home. <laughs> so they need to get a husband at home, amen? And according to the word, the husband is supposed to answer their questions. To be in a place of God to answer their spiritual questions at home. Amen? So again, we see the church and the house linked here. It ought to be a family, amen? And Paul says, if you can't run your own household well, you'll never be able to run a church. You'll never be able to run a business without running your own home first and your own stuff. How can you run the stuff of others if you can't even run your own stuff first? So again, it starts with you, but it'll never finish with you. It'll always finish with others. Jesus laid down his life for us, didn't he? It didn't end with him. It ends with us. We're the ones that wrap this thing up, amen? We're the ones that set his return. Amen? It started with him, but it ends with the church. Amen? Say, I'm important, and I got work to do. So, Lord, let's get on with it. Amen. And if you want to learn something, women who are supposed to be married, let them ask their own husbands at home. For it is shameful for women to speak in church, to gossip, you know? To just have words during the message or words as the Holy Spirit's touching other people or talk about their own affairs and own issues. It's a shame for women to do that in the church, Paul says. He says, shame on you. That's a shameful act. To put your own business ahead of church business. Amen. Daggers. Not no one on here, but you know, those women watching online from Facebook. <laughs> Of course, every woman in this church, yeah, amen, amen, yeah, you preach it, go, go, go for it, it's the word, I receive it. <laughs> for it is shameful for women to speak or gossip in church over the Holy Ghost. Well, can I add, it's shameful for men to do the, whole, the same thing. They ought not be in the back of church on their cell phones talking to people when there's a church service and people are worshiping. I mean, have some respect for the Holy Spirit. People who do that, I can tell in their home, have no relationship with the Holy Ghost in their personal lives, which tells me they're not praying in tongues in their own personal life like Paul does. Because the more you pray in tongues, the more sensitive you are to the Holy Spirit in private and then in public. I mean, you can tell a book by its cover, can't you? Amen. So you can lo locate people from uh, what they say or what they don't say. Or did the word of God come originally from you? Or was it not only that it, you that it reached? If anyone thinks himself to be a prophet or spiritual, let it acknowledge that the things which I write to you are the commandments of the Lord. So now this church order outlined in 1 Corinthians 14 is commandments from the Lord and the high priest, Jesus Christ himself. These are commandments on how churches should be ran. Amen? Chapter 12, the gift should be in every church. Chapter 13, love should be in every church. And that should work the order of the church. Amen.
Praise God forevermore. For love and order. Not law and order, love and order. Amen? Love, order, and the gifts. Say the gifts. The love of God. And the order of God. And the Holy Spirit. Is in every church service. Amen. I mean, we'll have some amazing services if that's established. Amen. Praise God. And we're wrapping up right here with the last word. <sighs> but if anyone is ignorant, let him be ignorant still. So if you dismiss that, Paul says that's your own business. Therefore, brethren, desire earnestly to prophesy. He wraps it up with that. Desire earnestly to prophesy. And do not forbid to speak with tongues. Meaning every member, Baptist, Methodist, Pentecostal, every member in the body of Christ should not forbid to speak with tongues. Amen? Every denomination, every single member should not forbid to speak with tongues. It's a gift for everyone. Amen? Let all things, verse 40, be done decently and in order. Let all things be done decently and in order. Now, we could just say seated and operate in the gifts today. Amen? I am highly confident and capable of you. <laughs> Amen? And of the Holy Ghost and of us. Amen? To just flow in the Holy Ghost. Amen? And all the gifts are churned up through that one gift, praying in tongues. Paul said, I wish you all spoke with other tongues. Amen? So, Holy Spirit, it's getting cold. Move in our midst. Amen? <laughs> You are welcome in this service. And let's just all get sensitive to his presence right now through praying in the Holy Ghost. Praying in other tongues. Building yourselves up on your most holy faith. Keeping yourselves in the love of God. There's that love command again. If anybody has an encouraging word that will benefit others, you know, stand up or just don't even stand, just speak it, amen? Or if you have a testimony, a word of encouragement, come on the up here and grab the microphone so that it may edify others, amen? He says, let all things be done to the edification of others and in order, amen? The Holy Spirit, you're welcome to infiltrate this place and have your way with your gifts. Disperse them liberally and freely as you will today. In Jesus' precious name, we want to be known as a ministry and a congregation and a group of people that give the Holy Spirit free course in our personal lives, in our public lives, and in this place. What do the gifts feel like? Well, there'll be an utterance in your belly. That's where the Holy Spirit is, amen? If anybody has like a fluttering in their spirit, that's probably a word of prophecy or an interpretation right now, amen? Because I'm sitting here praying in tongues and you can't understand it unless somebody stands up, unless somebody's sensitive enough to the Holy Ghost to actually give the interpretation of it, amen? I am in your midst, stay at the Holy Spirit. I will do great works and great miracles. Upon and within everyone who submits. I'm an encourager. I am the encourager. I shall encourage thee to encourage others, saith the Lord. 
And I will flow freely through thee, saith the Holy Ghost, to those who let me. To those who give me first place in their personal lives. So that when you come together, all may be edified, all may be glorified, and all may be encouraged in one body of Christ. Under the head, the head of the church, the Lord Jesus. All the Lord needs is participation. Amen. Either you're a spectator or a participator. And if you're a spectator, you can leave. Amen. <laughs> and if you're a participator, you can stay and we'll just pray. Amen. Praise God forevermore in the Holy Ghost. Amen. Lord, bring us others into this place that are participants of the Holy Ghost and of your kingdom. I ask for edifiers to come and to partner with us and to be a part of us in Jesus' precious name. I pray you send the right people in Jesus' precious name. He couldn't have the right numbers to push this ministry, this business, your business and kingdom forward. That everyone who was sent here came on purpose, came called, chosen and sent by God to this place. I don't just pray for a body, I pray for the right body to assemble together. Members individually and members together. To band together for the work of the kingdom on the earth. Oh, we bless your holy name, Lord. We bless you, Holy Spirit. I ask for a new sense of sensitivity to you that we can flow with you. Power of God. The wisdom of God. So if you're online and you're in here and you've never prayed in tongues, just raise your hand and receive the Holy Spirit and He will come in and pray through you, amen, and give you words, amen, and disperse His gift of tongues in you. In your belly shall flow rivers of living water. What a great gift to have. And I'm just going to put this out here for 2020 and believe uh, with us for a building this year. That's my vision for 2020 is to have our own building that I can have Tuesday night prayer services, Thursday night worship services, and Saturday morning church services. Amen with the word of God. Praise God. At least three services a week. Amen. And I want it to be right here in Laguna Hills where the Lord planted us. Amen. 
So you just believe for us. I have started a savings account for a building fund, you could call it. And the Lord's just going to bless it. Amen. Amen. And the Lord's just going to bring it in. I know a pastor up in Visalia who the Lord gave them a building for a dollar a month. That's God. Amen. So not by power or might, but by my spirit, says the Lord. So if you'll join us in that, in that and just and just confess when you wake up or ever, and just put us on your praise list, not your prayer list, but your praise list, and just wake up saying, Lord, thank you for the building for where they're in. Amen. Lord, thank you for the building. He'll bring it to pass. Amen. And our praise will bring it to pass. Amen. Because it's already been prayed for and received through me. Amen. And others have prayed as well. It's already been received. Our praise will bring it to pass. Amen. And God will do great works here. Amen. Praise God forevermore. And people will slip into their ministry positions. Amen. After being with us for four and a half years, five years. Amen. <laughs> Say it's time to expand. Say it's time to grow. Say I believe for my own building here in Orange County that I can be a part of. And bless others. Amen. <laughs> Well, hallelujah. Well, that's my 2020 vision that came up. Amen. I didn't know if I was going to share it, but there it is. I want a building this year, 2020. Amen. So, Lord, we just thank you for this service. We thank you for our partners, our supporters, our friends. The body of Christ has come together to change the world in the Southland and South Orange County. And wherever you may send them through mission trips and traveling, Lord, we just bless them, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for sending those are supposed to be a part of us and as we grow and expand we give you all the glory and all the praises it's your church it's your body and you're the head and we just magnify you during the whole process i bless you lord for it <laughs> glory 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 and i'll plant you on your own land say the lord and i will be your god and i will move among my people well, thank you for being with us. We love every one of you. You're all so important, and you're all so precious, and you all just have such amazing gifts. Amen. And if you read, the, you know, through Corinthians, there are all the gifts and offices are outlined in there. Gifts of helps, gifts of administrations. Amen. We have so many ministers here. Amen. And the Lord needs to needs to use you. <laughs> amen. So praise God for sending us others to help. Amen. 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 Say, I'm encouraged. Say, I'm blessed. And I'm a blessing. Amen. All right, we love everyone. Thank you so much. Amen. Thank you, Father.